This Satellite Sisters podcast is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters for your free audiobook download. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We're the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for listening. It's Sunday, September 14th. Happy to be back here in our big fall series Sunday debut. I don't know, Liz, you're in the TV business. You can tell me what we're doing today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I am here with you, as I always am, it seems like. Monica Dolan is in Portland, Oregon. She's joining us today. Hi, Moni. Hi. Enjoying the just endless summer we're having in the Pacific Northwest. Unbelievable. It just keeps coming. That's fantastic. Uh, Liz Dolan, you are back from many world travels. We're going to hear about some of them later on in the show. And you had a birthday this week, didn't you, Liz? Yes, I did. Thank you very to everyone for all the good wishes. I was actually on a corporate retreat for my birthday. So woohoo. You know how much fun that was. <laughs> oh, I hope you did some trust falls. <laughs> No, but I do got, I do have to say, Liam, the Tuesday premiere was just an awesome piece of fake radio. It was, it was really, really good. You and Julie. Julie covered the entire news of the summer in, well, in one, like, breathless swoop. But I felt totally caught up by the end of that. And then you just moved on to the fun stuff. So thank you very much. Tuesday's show was awesome. You know what is amazing about that show, Liz, is we could not hear each other at all. Like we had a Skype disconnect. Remember when Julie was in Russia and we yeah. thought she was just the slow sister yeah. uh, because there was this giant delay and she'd start talking over us and we'd wait for her to jump in. It would take forever. So one of us would start talking. Well, we had a very similar situation on Tuesday. M- most of the show, she could not hear me and I could not hear her. <laughs> And speaking of that, uh, our sister Sheila was supposed to join us today. We have just spent a half an hour trying to bring puffy letters into the fold. Um, I, she just needs her own IT department down there. I she does. It's, yeah. So we are sorry. I know you all want to hear from Sheila, and we desperately tried today. She was ready to go. We literally could not connect her via Skype. The three of us could get connected. <laughs> she, she's in her own world. I don't, she's, I don't know how else yeah, to say it. Yeah, it was. And it was beyond connectivity. It was. It was into things that should be even simpler right. than connectivity. All right, but we're carrying forth. We have a lot to cover today. There's been a lot happening. We're going to hear from Monica. She, uh, we're going to hear from Liz about her travels. We have some breaking news stories we want to cover. Of course, recline rage as if air travel can, couldn't get any worse. And uh, what's up with the Daryl Hannah Neil Young romance? Uh, and then we have uh, some other treats for you here on Satellite Sisters. But first, Monica, what's been happening with you besides the endless summer there? Well, sisters, I think uh, the day of reckoning is coming. I think it is time for me to get a smartphone. I, you know, Amen. I'm one of the last people in America under the age of 70 uh, <laughs> not to have a smartphone. And I feel like at some point the world is just going to pass me by. Right. And it I, will. I, it will. It has. It has. It's, it will. And it's inevitable that I'm going to get one. I just keep putting it off because I don't want to spend all day on the computer. But now with the new iPhone 6 that came out and, you know, there was that larger model, which might be attractive to me. And by the by, 
I got my eyes checked this summer, last month, by a real doctor, and she told me I did fine on the driving test. (laughs) (laughs) So wait a minute, were you afraid of a smartphone because you were afraid you thought you couldn't read it? Yes, well, that was one one issue. It's all sort of tied together. Um, But, you know, I... I'm going to, the world's going to pass me by if I don't get one. But then, you know, I had an incident last month, which really kind of sealed the deal for me. Um, It was the tipping point. So I had to drive to Medford, Oregon to go to a nursing home to see a patient. And Medford's about four and a half hours from Portland. And of course, I don't have GPS. I don't have Siri. I have MapQuest. So I go on MapQuest. And I get the directions, and I'm sure when I called the place, the woman told me it was on Stevens Road. Uh, so I put in Uh-oh. I, <laughs> famous last words. So I put in what I thought was the street address in Stevens Road, and I got this nice little set of directions, and I set off on my way. Well, I am in a town. It, it these directions seem legitimate to me. And I end up in a town that's not even near Medford. (laughs) And I am on Stevens Road. And now Stevens Road, it's this little country lane going up this hill. And then it turns into gravel. And I'm thinking, well, this can't be right. That's not a good place for an old folks home, a dirt road. How are the ambulances going to get up and down? (laughs) There there were trailers up there. I was like, "I, I just don't think there's a nursing home up here so immediately panic starts to set in and then i look at my stupid flip phone which can't help me at all no you know because there's no directions on it there's no siri and i almost started to cry i was like why don't i have a smartphone so i call the nursing home and there's a lot of confusion i said i think i'm lost i'm in i said the name of the town it was like you know, backwoods alley or down and there they said, Oh no, that's not right. So I said, you know, well, could you give me directions? This is what they told me. Get on the highway. Okay. Uh they said, Well, we're on the outskirts of town. So just get off the last exit in Medford. <laughs> now, how would I know what the last exit in Medford is? Because I don't even know what the town is that's south of Medford. So they say, get off for exit, then pull in and, and ask the guy there where we are. Wow. Pull into a filling station. <laughs> When's the last time you heard someone use the term filling station? Or, or outskirts, frankly. Like, <laughs> most of the company, country is so well developed now, they're really outskirts anymore. It's just so, one long mini mall. Skirt. Yeah. <laughs> Get off the exit and pull into a filling station. That was it. And then she hung up. So I, of course, went to, I got on the highway I I got off what I thought was the last exit in Medford, but of course it wasn't. But, you know, they had a very fine visitor center, right? Um, So I pulled in there and a nice volunteer with a map and a magic marker was showing me where to go. And, you know, it was just the craziest thing. And then a few weeks later, I had to go to a wedding on Labor Day weekend. Again, MapQuest directions uh, got lost. No one to call, nowhere to go. 
The wedding started at 5 p.m. I pulled into the parking lot. It was at this beautiful vineyard. I pulled in there at 4.59 and 30 seconds. <laughs> and I was wearing sneakers. Got out of the car, got in my good shoes, ran to the wedding. So I just, I really need someone to talk to me and give me directions. Mm-hmm. Even more than I need to make phone calls. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my my money situation and I, I'm paying for a home phone and then I have this stupid flip phone, which just cost me about $20 a month. So I, I think an iPhone 5 or an iPhone 6 is going to be, you know, 20 bucks more a month. So I think it's time for me to go for it. I just am tired of getting lost. And I feel like the older I get, the more lost I'm going to get. <laughs> and Don't... here's what I find, because I was very hesitant to use the directions and stuff, because I'm a map girl too, is that people have no patience for you anymore when you're lost. Because why are you lost, you idiot? Don't you have a nav system on your phone? Like, exactly. there's no one's kind to you anymore They're, when you're, well, I'm lost. Well, that's your fault, you know? <laughs> And it is your fault, really. I mean, when you think about it. It is. I mean, yeah. my favorite mistake was it wasn't on Stevens Road. It was on Stevens Street. Oh. oh. That makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> you know what the good news is, Monica? If you wait, then you can buy old Apple technology. Maybe that will make you feel good. Like, I just have a, an iPhone 3. Because when the iPhone 4 came out, I bought an iPhone 3 for 50 bucks. And so yeah. I thought, like... No, Any... Leon, I'm, I'm kind of in the market for an iPhone 4. Oh, or okay. An <laughs> yes. old iPhone. Yes. That's yes. what you need, Monica. You need an old iPhone. Pretty yeah. soon, they're going to be like $0. Right. They're and... literally free. Yeah, yes. they're like giving they're them be, away. They're giving them away. Or any of those Samsung Galaxies. Same thing. Yeah. People people love those. Uh, and they're going to be giving them away because that's the good news for, you know, Luddites like yourself is you, you, you really only need to use the technology that's already been invented and perfected. And the maps were perfected on the early versions of the phone. (laughs) Maps, talking, and texting. That's all I need. And I I could use some Yelp on there, too. So, But I want to find a place to eat. Well, Um, Monica, I think it's exciting because it is, I do have that (laughs) sensation that the world is passing me by technologically. I just can't keep up. I can't keep up. Like, why am I listening to CDs? I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I got to get all digital, but I, I enjoy the CDs. I feel, I feel that way about emojis, Liam. Yeah. I just don't, I don't understand emojis. And when people send them to me, I'm not, I can't respond with an emoji. And so I just don't respond. Right. <laughs> but it, it is the equivalent of like using a typewriter when everyone else is using. It's on a computer. Right. right. Like it loses its romance when you're looking for Stevens Lane and you should be on <laughs> Stevens Street. Like there is a moment when you're like, I'm an idiot. Right. I'm just uh, an idiot. Technology exists that would eliminate the problem this, of like and the this... panic I'm feeling right now. Right. Plus, plus, your work depends on being called in the middle of the night to come <laughs> to report to work. So you, of all people, should have an advanced, reliable phone instead of that freaking beeper. You I have. know. That thing. All right. Well, I can't get rid of that. that that's, well, that's a long story. but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're proud of you, Monica. You're going to hear from us more now that we can tell. We have fun texting, don't we, Liz? Yes. Group text. We're group texting all the time. You know, I mean, like, I don't want to get sucked in. I spend so much time on the computer every day. I don't want to get sucked into always looking at the palm of my hand or something. But I guess I could just make a decision. I'm not going to answer the phone. Just don't look. Yeah. Yeah, that's avoidable. It really is avoidable. 
You don't yeah, have like, to do like that. Monica, yesterday morning I was in uh, Jackson, Wyoming. So I texted Leanne a photo of the mangy moose. You remember the, yes. ma- the mangy moose where she worked for so many years as a cocktail tomato. So it was just it was nothing complicated. Just fun. a little... Yeah. Just a picture of the moose uh, early in the morning. It was yeah. nice. Yeah, just a touch. Just a touch of communication. <laughs> it would be good for me. It would okay, be. Liz I, know, Liz, I know you've been out of the country, so uh, you probably missed something that happened last week. It was uh, the Olive Garden Pasta Pass. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't. Okay. I was in Australia. So, of course, I heard about it a little bit too late. So, Olive Garden <laughs> was running this promotion, Liz. Now, it was unlimited pasta or pasta and the salad, the breadsticks, and Coca-Cola products, which I liked. So it was seven weeks of unlimited meals at Olive Garden for $100. Wow. But they were only... (laughs) Okay. At first, when I read that, I thought, well, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's like the guy that ate McDonald's for a year. And yeah. I, you know, almost yeah. Morgan Spurlock. Yeah. Morgan Spurlock, who almost lost all of his orchids. <laughs> um, but then something in me started thinking about it. And I was on the way to work and I was doing the math and I was thinking, you know, $100 for seven weeks, that's a lot of meals. And I was driving to work and I was rationalizing it to myself why this would be good for me. I thought, well, you could just go in and get the salad or you could stop by twice a day and just get a Diet Coke if you needed a Diet Coke. <laughs> and really, and then I was thinking, well, maybe I would just go on the weekends, like just Saturday and Sunday. That wouldn't be too bad. That's 14 meals. That's about $100, about $7 a meal. That's a pretty good deal. It'd be a real way to save money. And so when I got to work, I decided I was just going to put a little sticky note on my computer and I was going to sign up for it. And one of my coworkers, I said, have you heard about that uh, Olive Garden pasta pass? And we were both nodding our heads like, well, at first it seems kind of disgusting, but then when you think about it, it seems like a good deal. And he told me, too late, Monica, it's over. You missed it. I, he said they sold out. The whole website crashed because, you know, everyone logged in to get the unlimited pasta pass. So, anyways, save myself some calories there. But for I thought it was a really, really good idea for me. <laughs> Leon, is this a debate that also took place at your house? We ran the numbers at our place too. See, I mean, yeah. I don't it's even know where this- an Olive Garden is here. I've never. I'm sure there is one in California near us, but I've never been to one. But um, oh, Leon, I thought about that too because there isn't one near me. But right. I was visualizing where the two of them are, and I thought, well, I could stop there on the way home, get a takeout dinner, go on Saturday and Sunday to the other one. And anyways, it wasn't. I thought about all of Brooks's friends who are at colleges now as a sophomore, like they go off the meal plan when they don't have to, they're living in apartments. Like that would be excellent for them. Like if you had a college student, you would have totally signed your kid up for that, you know, because that's, that's a good deal. So it's also a gross deal. It's a good deal and a gross deal. I know, I know it is. I know it is. That's why it was so intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand lucky people got the pasta pass. So. Oh, there were only a thousand? Oh, that's yes. not fair. Oh, oh wow. That I, was a big time promotion for them then. Like I they think, got a lot of press out of it, didn't they? Right. I, I, I think 
that was the number that there were only a thousand, oh. which you can imagine it would sell oh. out in a couple of minutes. All right. Well, we have to take a break here. We have a lot more to cover. Liz has been everywhere in the world uh, since we last (laughs) spoke to her. So stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. It's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Audible for supporting Satellite Sisters. If you love podcasts, you are going to love listening to audiobooks. And right now, today, you can go to Audible and download a free audiobook and test it out. You're going to love it. 150,000 titles you can find at Audible. Something for everyone. You just have to use our special URL. It's audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. Liz, you love audiobooks. You've been listening a lot lately. Which one do you want to recommend? I love audiobooks, Liam, but the one that had the biggest emotional impact on me this summer was The Things They Carried by Tim O'Brien. It's his 1990 book about uh, boots on the ground in Vietnam, what that experience was really like. He got nominated for a Pulitzer Prize. It is such a powerful book. And this version is narrated by Brian Cranston, Leanne. It will just it will just take you away to somewhere totally new. You know what, Liz? We listened to that book as a family a couple of years ago on a road trip because it was an assigned reading assignment for my son before his junior year of high school. Oh, it's really? an amazing book. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's good for, I would say, late teens on up, even if it's not on your assigned summer reading list. It should be. That's a great recommendation. The Things They Carried. You can go right now to Audible and download a free copy of The Things They Carried and test out Audible for 30 days. That URL again is audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. Thanks, Audible, for supporting Satellite Sisters, and thanks, Satellite Sisters, for supporting the people who support us. We're back with the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us again. All right. We still have a lot to cover, Liz. When we last spoke to you, which was in late July, you were yeah. headed off to, uh, well, everywhere, basically, in one <laughs> in one fell swoop. Yes. Many, I, many places uh, continuously uh-huh. around the globe. What yes. happened? You know, I am a, um, a conscientious and constant traveler. And so listeners hear a lot about places I'm going. So right before we went on our summer hiatus, I told you that the trip that I was starting like the next day, uh, the step one was Guatemala. Uh, Step two was Delhi, India via London. So you can imagine that. Then from Delhi, I was going to Hong Kong and then Hong Kong home to Los Angeles. And we had a long discussion about wow, that's a long way to go (laughs) around the world, around the world. And, you know, like I have never missed a flight or never had a giant screw up. That was my own fault. But here's how the trip to Guatemala started. This was not good. Uh, So it was a midnight departure. The flight was leaving at midnight. So apparently there was a little bit of confusion between me and everyone who actually booked my travel. Like midnight what night? Oh, <laughs> because oh, oh, I, I in my mind, that. in my mind, it was midnight Monday, and I was getting there Tuesday morning. 
And because uh, Guatemala is not that far, you know, it's like a six hour flight. So um, so I went to bed Sunday night, just my normal Sunday night, you know, get into bed at 10 p.m. I'm asleep by 10.05, blah, 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 blah. So so that's what I did. Had an excellent night's sleep because I knew I needed one because the next night I was going to be on a uh, on a red eye. And I got up in the morning and there were like a hundred emails and 25 text messages on my work phone that apparently like the car to the airport had shown up at, you know, I don't know. 1045 or something and kept calling me on my work cell phone. And I was not answering because a not expecting a call and B I was in my bedroom with the door closed. So I did not hear the constant calling from the car service. Uh, then my, uh, so then there was alert that went through the whole system. Once I, once I actually officially missed the flight, then all kinds of people on the Guatemala end had to like, wow, what happened to her? Where should I, blah, blah, blah. we don't have to pick her up at the airport. What does that mean? So, <laughs> so, and I, <laughs> I am sleeping blissfully. I have no idea any of this is going on. There dozens of people are like, think I'm lost in the universe somewhere. I am at home asleep. Like, couldn't be happier. So, uh, so when I see all of this on Monday morning, I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what is this all about? And I realized that, so, so I call my office and, you know, poor Mia, who works with me, who has been herself up in the middle of the night rebooking everything. And I feel so terrible. I'm like, I'm sorry, wasn't, wasn't I always going Monday night? She's like, well, yeah, but it was only Monday technically because it was like 12.05 a.m. So you were really supposed to leave Sunday. I was oh, like, oh, okay. Well, I said, I said, well, if there's an upside, I only I did actually want to go Monday night. So I'm sorry you all thought I went on Sunday night, but I'm still good with my plan. I, I'm totally fine. I'm going to get there exactly when I want to get there. I'm just sorry that half the world seemed to be up in the middle of the night thinking that I had somehow forgotten or been lost. So that was an alarming start to what was going to be a very, very complicated trip. But the good news is nothing else went wrong the whole way. It was I got to Guatemala the next day which, by the way, is beautiful, uh, the city where we were having a meeting. It was a, our Latin American management meeting is in a different country every year. And normally it's in a big market. And this year they decided to have it in a smaller country. So that's why we were in the mountains of Guatemala. It's all volcanoes and coffee plantations and really, really gorgeous. And so, and the rest of the trip went swimmingly. So it's just, I just, it was very funny to me that there was this giant crisis in the middle of the night. And I didn't feel any of it. I, I <laughs> or, or apparently that bad about it. You never really no, did. I didn't. You know, I did feel bad about it, just particularly for Mia. Uh, but, you know, and I, I realized looking back at my itinerary, if I had paid closer attention to it, I probably would have noticed. But you know how just something is in yeah. your head? Yeah. You're like, I'm leaving Monday night. I'm right. leaving Monday night. That even if the paper said you're being picked up, Sunday night, you wouldn't even notice that. Right. Because in your mind, you're leaving Monday night. So right. so that was not a good start to a complicated trip, but the rest of it went perfectly fine. Uh, and India was cool, and Hong Kong is an amazing city. So, uh, so there's that. Then 
I wanted to give people the update on the expl- the mystery of the exploding shoes. Yeah, Liz, those pictures were wow. Shoes on Facebook, dramatic, wasn't it, Monica? Yes. Dramatic. And uh, I'm kind of sorry to report that the actual truth of the situation is not nearly as dramatic as the photo. But so here's the truth of the exploding shoes scenario. As you know, Monica, I had been in Oregon with you on vacation, right? Correct. Yes. And uh, so I drove home so that I could be home in time for the Emmy Awards. My company, particularly the show I worked on, Cosmos, was nominated for quite a few Emmy Awards. And so I was invited to go to the Emmys, but but I didn't really want to go to the Emmys because I was more of an Oregon frame of mind than I was in a get all dressed up and go downtown at two o'clock in the afternoon frame of mind. So <laughs> on a Monday I, or whatever. On a Monday. Yeah. On a Monday. <laughs> in I August, sounds, whatever. I, I know that sounds incredibly jaded. I am not that jaded. I just, I just wasn't in the mood. So actually I gave my tickets to other people that totally appreciated them. So, um, so Monday afternoon when I'm getting to go to the, getting dressed to go, I decide I'll go to the after party. Like my company has a party, but because the telecast starts at 5 PM, uh, Western time, um, the parties start at 8 p.m., so that's great. You know, it's not like you're going out at, at, at midnight. That, yeah, you don't have yeah. to stay up till 10. You do not. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's just an ideal situation to, like, have dinner at home, watch the show on TV, and then when the show is over, then you get dressed and you drive down, downtown. So as I'm getting dressed, I'm thinking, oh, God, I really don't feel like wearing tall shoes. You know, I've been in flip-flops for... 10 days or various sneakers and things in Oregon. And I just wasn't in the mood for wearing fancy shoes. So I pulled out a pair of shoes like 15 years ago. I was at a friend's wedding in Northern California and he was getting married on a beautiful farm. And I had gone to the wedding with like fancy shoes. And then when I got there, I realized like the fancy, uh, the stiletto heels in the meadow was really not going to work out that well. So I ran into town, whatever town it was, and at Payless, I bought like a an inexpensive pair of very cute little wedge sandals. They were silver with a little butterfly on them. Maybe oh, those? I, I know those yes, shoes. Yes, yeah. Yes, those okay. Shoes. Okay. So, so 15 years ago, I paid $15 <laughs> for those shoes. I, I, I really, they were, they were $14.99. And I thought, if I only wear them once, you know how sometimes you, if you only wear them once, you're still getting your money's worth. So I wore them once and they were really cute and very comfortable. So over time, I have kept them in a light rotation. Um, And every time I wear them, I think this could be the night. This could be, this could be the night that these shoes fall apart. But what I, what I expected, because they were like little sandals where the thong went through my toes, um, I thought that's what was going to blow. Like at some point I'm going to be wearing these shoes and the thong itself is going to break. Yeah. So every time I put on those shoes, I know I'm assuming some risk uh, that I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might not make it through the night with these shoes. But I get this 
pleasure of the fact that I'm still wearing shoes I paid fourteen ninety nine for, and <laughs> and that nobody would ever guess. Like who would you would never look at these shoes and know that they were fourteen ninety nine from Payless in middle of nowhere Northern California. So I decide because they're more comfortable than all of my other fancy shoes, I decide to wear them to this Emmy after party. And so I'm wandering around having a good time at the party, blah 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 blah. But then it does get to be like ten p.m. I'm like, okay, time to go home. That's right. <laughs> You know, at the point where now people are arriving with statuettes in their hands and you're getting a chance to see like, oh, over there, cast of Modern Family. Hello. Um, As I was getting ready to leave, I was literally walking towards the door and I could feel like the right foot, like something was sinking down more than it normally should. (laughs) And, and, And I looked down and the whole back half of the wedge had broken open. And the reason the shoes were so light and comfy is because the whole inside of the shoe was made of styrofoam. They were, these shoes were made of styrofoam. That if you ever wonder, how do they make shoes for $14.99? Here's your secret, people. It's styrofoam. So, uh, so the right shoe breaks in half and you know how styrofoam splinters. So now I have little pieces of white stuff. Uh, sort of trailing me everywhere, everywhere I walk. It's time to go. That is really wow. Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah. <laughs> Just back out, face forward. Oh, it's yeah. your it's your total Cinderella moment. So now I'm like carrying one shoe, uh, heading for the door, and unbelievably, the other shoe blows. Like what? What? <laughs> what are the chances after 15 years that both shoes would blow up? On the same night, like, I know, I, 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 like a million to one that they would go <laughs> within two minutes of each other. It's like it's like they had just reached their limit. That was the limit, and both shoes knew it was the limit. Like this is it. You have used up your fifteen dollars, lady. This is it. So now, and I'm going home. Um, I'm just calling an Uber car to go home. So I'm standing waiting for a car to roll up. The car rolls up. I now have this pile of white styrofoam around my feet, right? Because it's all breaking apart. So I, I'm now I pick up the shoes and I'm holding them in my hands. I look like, well, it, it's not, not a good luck. When all, again, now the people with the statuettes are arriving and you're standing there with the broken <laughs> styrofoam shoes and you're like okay another reminder maybe this isn't the business for you so so i get i get in the the taxi to go home and uh i just put the shoes on the floor and i'm trying to ignore it and then we get to my house and i go to get out and i have completely destroyed the whole back seat of the car now oh, like you wow. can imagine so that the shoes are on the floor the guy i get out of the car and I'm like oh i'm really sorry i i just didn't cuz it's a completely black back seat he actually had to like go get a little mini vac out of <laughs> out of the trunk of his car and he had to vacuum the back seat of his car. That's that's really that's you know when you're <laughs> that's humiliating. Yes, with a capital H. You're really traveling in style when somebody uh, has to vacuum uh, as soon as you get out of the car. <laughs> so that's why when I got back upstairs into my place and I just threw the shoes down on my dining room table, the photo that you saw on uh, the Facebook page was just 
the shoe debris. Like that's the way there was no composition involved there. That was just the, the shoe debris. And uh, there were lots of good guesses on the Facebook page for what happened there. Uh, but that's the true story of the exploding shoes that I thought I needed to share. <laughs> well, I, it sounds like you got your 15 bucks worth out of yes, it. Next yes. time, just wear cheap shoes for 14 years. So that's, <laughs> I think that's the lesson. Is that the lesson? Like the the dollar price is the yeah. number of years. And once you get past that, you're really pushing it. So um, anyway, yep. That was, that was my night at the Emmys. Glamorous, huh? <laughs> it is. What a life you lead, Liz. Wow. <laughs> and then you had your birthday. Did you do anything for your birthday? Uh, a corporate retreat. You oh, know, yeah, super. yeah, good, good corporate retreat. But no, it was uh, it was actually kind of fun. I, I work with really fun people. They gave me we were out on a hike on my birthday and miraculously at this lunchtime. <laughs> miraculously, you survived. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, right. But at lunchtime, that was the easy hike that day. Oh, OK. We were hiking around Jenny Lake. Which oh, you've yeah. lived there. So you know beautiful. how beautiful that is yeah. in Wyoming. And uh, like a full on birthday cake was there at lunchtime at our picnic zone. Um, so that was very nice. But I do, you know, Facebook was invented for birthdays, as we've often noted. So I thank you for all of your nice wishes on uh, on Facebook. But I do have to confess, I posted a photo of Ferris with a uh, birthday hat and a blower in his mouth and uh, uh, that my friend Todd had photoshopped together. So he had sent it to me and I thought it was cute. So I posted it on my Facebook page. Uh, for those of you who thought that Ferris was really home alone with his putting on his birthday hat <laughs> and blowing on a blower, I just want to confess that that was not real. There is no way Ferris would agree to ever... Um, to ever wear something like that. Wouldn't you say, sisters? That's not really his. You know what? If, if you put a little hat on Ferris, his head would be so low to the ground. <laughs> it would be just between his knees. <laughs> he would be just so humiliated. <laughs> he, he just, he doesn't like even to be touched on the top of his head. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So. But it was an adorable photo. <laughs> it, it was. Thank goodness for Photoshop. And thank you, Todd. And thank you, everyone else who liked the photo. Uh, the uh, It did make my day to see it. That's true. Real or not, it made my day. Well, Liz, um, I think collectively we can say happy birthday. Monica, did you do anything for Liz? I have an idea. You're just, you're in and out so much, Liz. I I, yeah. I have a potential gift for you. I haven't okay. pulled the trigger yet, but next time I see you. Because you are leaving on Tuesday. to. So you went to Australia, you went to Jackson Hole, you went to D.C., and now right. you're going to Turkey. That's right. I'm, uh, I'm allegedly on Tuesday night. But maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's Monday night. <laughs> if it's eleven fifty nine Sunday night, twelve oh one Tuesday night. I know. I'm just gonna have to start. I guess I've become blasé about these things that I don't even care what day it is. That's truly, and I'm headed to Istanbul for a couple of days this week. But when I come back, you can give me a birthday present. Okay, good. You know, speaking of that, uh, the the one of the biggest stories of the summer that I thought just some summarized really how bad air travel has gotten was the two or three incidents of recline rage that oh, happened yeah. in yeah. the air, like planes actually having to be landed because passengers 
wanted to recline and couldn't because of a device or then didn't recline and then the person who couldn't got mad and they were like throwing drinks in each other's faces. And it's just, I, I wanted to ask Liz, Monica, you travel a lot too. Do you think we have reached the low? Could it, could it yeah. get any worse? And will it start to go back up the airline travel or or can we go further? Is there another kind of rage besides recline rage that could take us into a deeper depth? I mean, well, I, I just could think it this shows you, my opinion is this shows you how diabolical the actual airlines are because <laughs> this is their fault. Yeah. Right. Like if I buy a seat that reclines, I should be able to recline it. But I also understand that for the people behind me, that's not good. So I understand why people get those, what is it, recline stoppers or whatever you call those. Knee defenders. And knee defenders, right. So I yeah. understand both points of view. So what the airlines have decided is to just make the seats and the whole situation back there increasingly awful and let the passengers fight it out. You know, instead of just trying to protect passenger comfort by saying, here's what's going to, we're going to give you enough room, right? If you pay right. for a seat, we're going to give you enough room. No, they're allowing everyone to just encroach on everyone else and just duke it out back there. And if the duking it out gets too crazy, then they're going to put the plane down and arrest you. I just, I totally 100% blame the airlines for that because if I, <laughs> wow. Okay. No, because if I'm a yeah. person in a seat, I bought a seat that reclines. I do have a right to recline. Right. You just do. Right. Uh, but, you know, uh, so that that's my position. I, like, I can't understand the mind of the airlines where they seem to be able to keep screwing down and screwing down the quality of the, the actual passenger experience and somehow making it our fault. That's that's not right. <laughs> Blaming it on the passengers. I mean, of course, the easy thing to do is before you recline, turn to the person behind you and say, do you mind if I put my seat back? But it's all boils down to they've just shoved too many rows in back there. Right. Sometimes, even if the person in front of you is not reclining, it is almost unbearable. Yes. There's like a half an inch between your knee and the seat in front of you. And they just keep cramming in more seats and making the rows smaller and smaller. It's it's getting it's getting bad. Yeah, it's diabolical. Okay, is this the worst though? Is it going to get any worse? <laughs> Have we reached the low? Do you think? Well, will you know, there be something else? The the stand up seats, you mean? Oh yeah. Because, <laughs> just in seat, terms of yeah, could they yeah. could they make air travel any worse? I guess yeah. it would be to stand eliminate seat. the bathroom standing I seats. Think the, I think the standing seats, standing room only, that could come next. Or that, like take taking away the bathrooms. Yeah. yeah. Or charging for the bathrooms. Uh, don't put it past them. It could be like a pay bathroom. Uh, <laughs> some kind of double decker situation. Uh, so instead of having room for your baggage, there's just another row of seats above your head. They could... <laughs> that, for your that children. Could... <laughs> yes. Ch children in the overhead fly free. <laughs> people are thinking about this all day. They are working on this. How many people can we cram in that plane? Uh, that's really all they're thinking about. I suppose they could go to just no luggage at all so that they can cram people, more people in.
Yeah, I, I wouldn't put anything past them, Leanne. Okay. Whew. All right, Liz. All right, speaking of rage, uh, we just we just suffered through. Now, we had uh, three days of One Direction at the Rose Bowl. Uh, One Direction, the biggest boy band in the world. Um, it was a siege in my neighborhood is how I would describe it. Now, here's the backstory. You know, you move into a neighborhood with a giant world-famous stadium, or as they're now billing it, on the official posters, Liz, you got to like this branding. Welcome to America's Stadium. That's what they're calling the Rose Bowl now on the big giant signs. Welcome to America's Stadium. Well, then, you know, America should be paying for the, the renovations, not the, not the poor neighbors. But anyway, we've had three. Well, Leanne, it is, it is a real one of the perks of your neighborhood. I mean, it's a good thing and a bad except thing. Except when right. people use it. Yeah. yeah. No, and I, but I'm not that person. I'm not the not in my backyard. I love like the one-off show I think is exciting. You 2 the Rolling Stones, the Super yeah. Bowl, you know, Manchester United. Let's put 100,000 people in there and, and watch Barcelona. Great. Fantastic. Like, I'm fine with that. And then this year we had two nights. We had two nights of Eminem and two nights of, uh, of Beyonce and Jay-Z. All right? Okay, two nights you know that's okay but this was three days of <laughs> of one direction so you heard the same songs over and over yeah i mean and it's well you can't really hear the songs monica because the screaming is so <laughs> loud i oh. i kid you not and they so seventy thousand three sold out shows seventy thousand you know mainly teenage girls a lot of first time concert goers uh so you have to give them a wide berth you know a lot of room a lot of hours to get there you know they came really early they participated in the fan fest before so honestly the concert was started at seven they had two warm up acts including Five Seconds of Summer, whatever that band is. It's another boy band from Australia. And then the headliners went on at 845. Uh... But people got there at like two in the afternoon and they just started screaming from two in the afternoon on. I can't explain it. I never heard anything like it. Like they were screaming. The sound check happened Thursday afternoon. There were thousands of girls standing outside the Rose Bowl screaming. And then they had like one of those radio DJs that would say like, let me hear you scream. And they screamed and there was just so much screaming and a lot of amateurs driving, you know, people that had never been to the Rose Bowl before so very different than the than the football crowd that comes in comes out you barely even notice UCLA plays at the Rose Bowl you barely even notice they're there you know they come in they come out there were so many cars descending on it they had a very complicated traffic plan and and it also was also very hot here in Pasadena so I don't think that helped my mood so like Thursday I was like, well, it's the first night. It's 100 degrees. Okay, so there's some traffic. We have our residence passes. But you're basically hunkered in. You're locked in the neighborhood. It's really actually hard to to get out or get back in. So fine. I accept that. Okay, they have to cancel my yoga class because that's near the road. Okay, all right, I accept that. The girls are enjoying themselves. The screaming starts at 3. There are fireworks. At one point... (laughs) I can hear, I'm getting ready for bed at like 9.45 and I hear Harry Styles say, you even all smell good. Like, <laughs> that's what, and they screamed. Like, no, every, they love it. Come they love, and I know, and the band is adorable and the music is fine. 
So, okay, but they have the whole area on lockdown. Even Friday, you're not allowed to use it recreationally. People walk there. They ride there. There's a golf course swimming. Oh, it's pretty much on lockdown. And then the the fans start coming Friday afternoon. Here they come. The screaming starts again. And I'm trying, just trying to get just trying to get home. You know, I'm just on the freeway. I'm trying to get home and they're closing to, to, um, regulate the traffic. They're like seven exits because it's California. Rose Bowl is between two freeways. I know I sound like that Saturday Night Live skit, the, the Californians, <laughs> but that's, that's how we roll here. So you got two freeways coming in. You have many exit options. So what the highway patrol does is open and close, open and close, open and close, like shoots and ladders to regulate the traffic. So you can get on one exit and then come home in 10 minutes and can't get off that exit. And then you end up having to drive like 20 miles. I mean, I'm kidding. Like it can be very yeah, confusing. So Friday, I'm just, I'm just trying to get a little Panda Express for Colin for dinner. <laughs> trying to get my Panda. It's not too much to ask. It's, it's, it's only five o'clock. Like they're not coming on for four hours, but five o'clock, there is a line of traffic at my exit. It's all limos. I cannot, t- I've never seen so many limos. Oh, at, really? at this concert. And, you know, we're jaded. We live in L.A. People take limos to the flea market. Like, honest <laughs> to God, they, celebrities take limos to the Rose Bowl flea market. That's normal. You know, we've been at events, limos. That, but I have never seen so many civilians in limos as I've seen at the One Direction concert. I guess people just put their tween girls in limos and sent yeah. them to the Rose Bowl. So I'm stuck behind all these limos. I'm trying to make a right-hand turn. That lane is backed up for two miles. I just go down the left-hand lane, girls. I'm not, I'm not waiting. I'm a resident. I got my residence pass. I go down the left-hand lane. I make a right-hand turn from the left-hand lane. I don't even oh, care. Go for it. I'm surprised they didn't shoot at you, but okay, good. I'm waving that residence pass around like it's something. Like <laughs> It's a piece of paper that says resident on it. And I'm like, I'm a resident. That's got- a re- I'm a resident. Traffic laws do not apply to me. <laughs> I'm coming in. And then that was Friday. I'm like, oh, okay, I made it. I made it with the Panda Express. Just don't leave the house, kids. Just don't leave the house. <laughs> then the screaming starts. And, and so it really was a scene. It really was. So yesterday, it's day three. It's 103 degrees yesterday afternoon. It's We come in at two o'clock, Barrick and I. And his plan is like, watch college football, take a nap, don't leave the house. And I'm like, sounds good. We walk in. We can tell the limos are already piled up. I'm incensed now because they have their own flashing sign that says limos, this lane, limos. They have their own lane now, Liz. Where's the resident lane, Liz? Where is it? All right. That's so, uh, all right. The lane, the lane for the people wearing the exploding shoes just disappears. I know. So I get home. I'm like, okay, let's just stay in. Just don't leave the house. Like Colin's trying to get to a dance on the other side of the Rose Bowl. I hand over my resident pass to the kid who's going to take Take him. I'm like, God be with you. I hope you can get home later. <laughs> and I go to feed the dog. And don't you know, I freaking cut my hand on the dog food can. So now oh, no. I have a medical emergency in the middle of the One Direction siege. <laughs> so when you call for life flight, Liam, that's what you need in that scenario. A helicopter. I have to dig up like a three-year-old resident's pass. I'm bleeding. You know me. I'm not good with blood. I have low blood pressure anyway. I'm like, my God, I'm going to bleed to death because of the One Direction concert. (laughs) It's like, Barrick, just drop me at at urgent care. Get back in the house while you can. I'll take a cab home. 
I'll hit you right in one of these limos. <laughs> oh my gosh. By last night when I heard like, you don't think you're beautiful at 1045, I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. So I know they all had a fantastic time and the band's adorable, but three nights was too much, you know, <laughs> one night fun, two nights. Okay. Three bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Three nights so, bad. So I can tell you will be coming up with some sort of a petition for, for the next next election. Well, you know, um, the problem is, Liz, they really spent too much money on the Rose Bowl renovations, like twice the budget. That's why they've allowed all these extra concerts. And so they, uh, want, they are testing the water for a three-day Coachella-like concert <laughs> at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> My God. Well, then you can just rent your house out. That's that what I was, I'm That's, doing yeah. that next time. No, I am totally doing that next time. So it was, it was crazy. So I know people had a fun time, but I'm glad, glad they came. Glad they're gone. That's all I have to say. And then do we have time. Oh yeah. We have a little bit of time. One more musical note, uh, sort of a bombshell in the rock world this week, Liz. I don't know if you know, but, um, Neil Young, uh, filed for divorce from his wife of like 50 years. All right. So and guess who he's seeing? Daryl, oh, Daryl Hannah. Really? Yes. And here's wow. my, here's my problem with this other than, uh, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any thoughts one way or the other about Daryl Hannah, but I don't, I would like to know the real story about what happened with her and Which, Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I there like are two different schools of thought. One is that he called the police on her and the other is vice versa. We've heard both. So I'm sort of neutral on those two people. Like I remain neutral. Uh, but here's what I don't understand. In the news reports, um, people, sources, quote, close to the couple said they have been, quote, dating for months. I don't, how do you get to date if you're married? Like, <laughs> I'd like a piece of that. What is? What? You're right, Liam. That's you're right. There needs to be another word. It's, it's not that's, dating. It's not dating. You're absolutely right. No judgment. It's not dating. No. So I, I don't know. That's all. I just. What, what is that? What would be the right word? Shagging? I don't know. Yes. But then you see the picture of the two of them. You're like, wow, I don't want to imagine that either. No. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to have to Google a picture of the two of them. Google a picture because they broke out in public this week. They busted it out. And that's when sources close to the couple. They have been dating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't understand that. Um, That's too bad because I've always liked Neil Young. I just he always seemed like a solid guy. And I liked his wife Peggy, and they wrote music together. And yeah. how about Purvis Moon, Neil? I, I know that whole last like he had that whole album of great love songs like ten years ago. That was all about his wife. It was really. Right. Unbelievable. Okay. That's not right. There you have it. So uh, they're doing many things, but dating, I don't believe is one. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to say that. All right. Now, on on a positive cultural note, there is, this is sort of the feel-good story from our neighborhood this week. So there's a new show on stars called The Chair, which is a really interesting reality show. It pits two young filmmakers against each other. A first-time directors, but they are both working off the same source material. So uh-huh. they both started with the same script. 
It's a it's a guy who sort of made his uh, name on you on YouTube, creating his own YouTube comedy videos, and then a more traditional like writer, actress, screenwriter. Now, first time in the director chair, a woman, uh, you know, working from the same script, and then they're gonna you're gonna see the whole movie making process from two different points of view, and then you're gonna get to see the films that they created at the end. So it's a kind of an interesting co- concept. It's on Stars, and it's produced by the same guys who did Project Green which was interesting to me. But mm. here's the feel-good part of it. Also uh, producing on the show, editing and creating the original music are my neighbor kids. The two really? kids. Yeah, the two kids that live next door. Uh, the Henry boys that grew up next to me. You know, when we moved in, they were like 8 and 12. Uh, Robbie broke the window one time, threw a baseball through it, shattered the glass and made him pay for it. little life lesson there. I did not know. I watched the whole first episode. I thought it was interesting. And then I see the credit for their production company is now the Brothers Henry. And they're, uh, isn't that cute? And they're credited for all the original music. David, the little guy, uh, is now like a grown man. And he created all the original music and scored the show. And Robbie is one of the producers and did all the editing. And it's a beautifully edited show. So there you go. Neighbor kids make a show. Yeah, way to go, Brothers Henry. Isn't that cool? Yeah. They grow up so fast. I know they they do. (laughs) Well, it is true, Liz. It's weird because it's a sign that you've been in a neighborhood a long time. (laughs) <laughs> when yeah. the kids who broke your window uh, now have a TV show. Uh, <laughs> that's weird. That's so, that's so L.A. <laughs> it is. It's very L.A. Oh, remember the Henrys? Oh, yeah, they're exec producing. Yeah, but good for them. So if you haven't caught it, um, and particularly you have to have stars, but um, you can also binge watch on stars.com. They have the first five episodes up. And it's a really beautifully put together show. I think you'll find it interesting if you're into any creative process or love movies or have a kid that's into movies. Uh, Brooks watched the first episode. He loved it. So, um, And just a little note, the, produced by the Brothers Henry. So there you go. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. A very happy note to end on. Yes. Uh, so and, any, uh, anybody got you're going to Turkey, Monica, you're going to have a Turkey sandwich this week. <laughs> <laughs> now that you missed out on all the pasta. <laughs> well, just I'm going to Turkey lately. <laughs> and, and Julie's in Brooklyn on Nana duties, yeah. right? Yeah. So she's a maybe for the Tuesday show. So it could just be me. <laughs> I don't know what it will be or no show. <laughs> maybe we'll find Sheila by then. <laughs> Sheila needs like a Skype coach <laughs> or just a whole computer coach. It's beyond coach. that. I don't even understand. Well, okay. There we go. I don't understand. All right. Well, I'll be here this week. I'll be holding down the fort. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. This was fun. It's great to talk to everybody. Uh, thanks for hanging in with us. Thanks again to Audible for supporting Satellite Sisters. I hope those of you who've signed up are really enjoying your audiobooks. I know I am. I really, I really learned a lot. I'm doing the great courses, you guys. I've downloaded a couple of those great courses audiobooks. So I'm listening to a lecture series on uh, great heroes of Western literature. And then I've also downloaded uh, Great Medieval Minds. So I'm going to be so much smarter by the end oh, of the month. <laughs> I like it. That's it's, great. Yeah, it's kind of like relearning things I knew once, Liz, you know, yeah. like... <laughs> 
I knew right. this stuff once. Oh, yeah. It's ringing a bell. Oh, uh, that's why I thought it was so interesting. It's yeah. really interesting. Yes. <laughs> and don't forget, if you listen to Satellite Sisters and you haven't subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher, that helps us a lot when you do that. So subscribe to our show on iTunes if you write a review for us. That's really helpful. On Stitcher, if you give us a thumbs up whenever you listen, that's good, too. Or whatever emoticon, emoji. You emoji, yes. And, you know, even though it's a new season, we're going with our old tagline, share the sisters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just post it on your own Facebook page and share it on uh, to your friends because the more the merrier. That's right. And thanks for listening. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. You're insecure. Don't know.